you know, and all of these are giants to me, but if I show up with God, then how can I lose? Hey there, this is the Mandy Made Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy. As I share, I pray you will be able to connect with others, obtain new tools and resources, as well as resonate with the stories shared by others as you listen. Let's get started. On this episode, I have my friend Skylar. She loves Jesus. She is a wife to Tyler. She's a mama of five, busy building their homestead in Alabama. She's a homemaker. Simplicity is her thing. She's passionate about sharing her faith, sharing healthy and non-toxic options while also keeping it real and raw. Welcome Skylar. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course, when I launched this season of trials, triggers, and traumas, I knew right away that I wanted to invite you as a guest because your testimony is truly life-giving and seeing you in your heart and seeing where you are today is incredible. I do not say that lightly, but (laughs) before I get started and share all the details um, for you, I am going to pray. And then we'll get started. Okay. Lord, thank you for connecting me and Skylar in the midst of chaotic seasons for both of us. Just a few years ago, I'm truly blessed to have been invited to pray for her and her family during trials and seasons that are so different than mine, but, you know, bring such similar emotions that truly ultimately draw us closer to you, God. I feel honored to walk alongside her as a sister in Christ and I know that you are not done with her, and I know that you're not done with me. I ask that during this time, we look to you to share the work that you have done in our lives and continue to do so. I ask that you reassure anyone listening that relates to any part of Skylar's journey that you have them in the palm of your hand, and if it's not good, then you are not done. Help us to do more work for your kingdom. Guard our hearts and protect us as we share. Amen. I am thankful that God has connected us. And if it hadn't, if I hadn't been here from this very messy start, or maybe it was in the technically in the middle, I don't know. I, (laughs) I don't think that I would actually believe everything you faced and overcome. Your testimony is extremely humbling and like nothing short of miraculous. So before I give too much away, can you just share a little bit about your blended family and the dynamics that make it all come together? Okay. Yeah. It's so long. It's so much, but I'm going to try to sum it up. So right now, Tyler and I are married. We have three children of our own. We adopted recently our three-month-old baby. And then my oldest son is the one that we share with his dad. So right now we're still on the two day a week schedule. My son visits us two days a week while Tyler's at work. Four years in, he has still never met my husband, but it's okay because we are just working it out. We still, we work around it. He comes here from like 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. two days a week. I get to choose my days that's where we're at. We're happy. We're thriving. It's hard still (laughs) sometimes, obviously seeing your kid two days a week is super hard, but the most important part is that he is happy and he is thriving during this season. So everything's 
headed in a better direction. (laughs) Yes, I think that it has always been headed in a better direction, like knowing, (laughs) knowing what I know. But yes, being a blended family is so hard. And you shared a little bit about your schedule with your son, but are you willing to share maybe the most difficult trial leading up to this moment? Uh, I would say, honestly, there's two that I would pinpoint and one being the communication between his dad and his grandparents on that side. And then me, Tyler has never had any communication there. So the communication has always just been so, just so hard and so awful, always just back and forth, whether it be a sickness, how did he get sick? It's your fault. It's my fault. You know, just awful. And then our relationship, like mine and my son's relationship through it all, that's kind of been a little tricky because, you know, he's just hearing both sides. We try not to talk about it a lot in front of him, obviously, but then, you know, those days that drop off and pick up, it just, it comes out, comes out of nowhere. I would say those are the two most hardest, the trials that we have experienced. How long have you been with Tyler? Um, We have been married three years and together four. And would you mind sharing a little bit about why he's never met your son and what in the details of the decision to have a two-day schedule? Um, Yes. He has a pretty rough background. <laughs> okay. So do I. I was just never caught. <laughs> I think I think a lot of us can say some, that. You some know? people just aren't good criminals, you know? <laughs> um, anyway, so his background is pretty rough. That was used against us in court. And I, I don't know. I don't point fingers or just throw, you know, things out there. But we have fought really hard and spent lots and lots of money on trying to just go back to court and get that changed. But final decision for him to only come two days a week is just really based off the court order because two days a week was easier for us. We can't do every other weekends because he worked during the week and he's off on the weekends. For whatever reason, no matter how how hard I'm trying to not say bad things about the other side because we're on good terms now. No matter how hard we have completely changed our life around and he has went through um, programs to like prove that he's not on drugs. He's not the criminal that he was five, six years ago. The judge just still isn't budging. So that's where we're at with the two days a week. And it's just... I don't ask anymore. I used to um, ask, you know, like, hey, can they like meet at the park? Can you be there when they meet or something like that? And it's always just a no. I just always get shut down. So I just, you know, stop asking (laughs) for that. So that's why we're just two days a week in it and they don't see each other. And we just, I feel like this is the season that God wants us in right now. We're just living out that season. Yes. Within that season, there's like, there's so many beautiful blessings, but it doesn't take away from, you know, the hardship of this trial. I cannot imagine my husband not seeing or meeting or walking alongside one of my kids. 
So I always, <laughs> always say this. I honestly do not know of another single person on earth that would literally go out of their way as much as we do. As far as sometimes, because, you know, we have the four of our own. So sometimes um, my husband will get off at like 3.30 and my son doesn't go back till six. Well, I don't like to get the babies out because they will scream in the afternoons. It's really tough for them. So they'll scream the whole time. So sometimes my husband will come home. He will pull around our backyard and come in the back while me and my son go out the front and just go, I don't know, get ice cream or yogurt or something to pass the time until it's six o'clock so he can go back without violating the court order. And that's just insane. <laughs> it is insane the length that blended families have to go through and endure in order to maintain relationships with kids that they love. I think it shows incredible character that your husband is willing to do that. You know, there is a lot of hurt and bitterness and animosity in situations like this. And your husband could be truly angry and he could just be like, no, I'm not coming home because I'm not allowed to be there. You know what I mean? But instead it's like truly humbling that there is another way, you know, your other kids that are involved are still so loved through this moment, if that makes sense. Right. Yes. I mean, he's just great. He doesn't ever, it's usually me who will get really frustrated with stuff. He has gotten off of work at 3.30 and we just, we didn't have anywhere to go. And he would just like be sitting in a parking lot, maybe like a mile or so down the road. And he, he doesn't mind. He was probably like sitting there um, watching YouTube hunting videos or something, (laughs) just minding his own business. But like, it was eating me up. It was just, man, my husband who worked so hard to get us to where we are right now. He's sitting in a parking lot after he's worked 10 hours. You know, it's hot. He's just sitting there. But he's just like, it's fine. I'm fine. It's just what we have to do. He's really um, helped me a lot. I, I think our personalities can be similar. And I think our husbands can be too, because I'm <laughs> the same way. I'm like super emotional and being like, I don't understand. I want answers. God, give me answers. This doesn't make sense to me. How could you do this to me? And my husband is like, this is fine. Like I've already experienced the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Anything besides that is fine. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, that is not how I feel, but I will ask for some peace from the Holy Spirit and some of your personality will rub off on me. And you're right. It'll be fine. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I truly admire how you guys work as a team for your family. I really do. Well, thank you. It's taken a a lot to get here for sure. (laughs) Yes. And it is I cannot believe that it's been in such a short period of time. Thinking back, it was like, man, this is going to last forever. But now seeing your pictures on Instagram, I'm like, I cannot believe this is the same family. I cannot believe this is the same woman and mom and sister in Christ. Yes, it was a journey 
to get here. We've been through, you know, ups and downs and all types of stuff. <laughs> but we made it. It's crazy. I, some days I sit here and I will tell him, I will tell Tyler, we're literally living out what we've prayed for. Yeah. Like we're here, you know. So many answered prayers. Yeah. You shared before in your story and testimony that you are going to be like David. I would just like you to share a little more because knowing who you are, I completely visualize that. And I see that you show up to the fight. So I would just love for you to share a little bit about that. Okay. When I said that, so we have nothing. Okay. Well, we have things. That's not what I mean. We came from nothing. Okay. So picture us, we are David. All we have is small rock and a slingshot and that's it. When we were going through the courts and all of that, the back and forth, they have good attorneys. They have great attorneys. They have family, his lawyers. They have celebrities on their side. They just have it all, it felt like. That was like a giant to me. Like I was sitting here like, man, they have all these things and I have nothing. How am I ever, you know, how could I ever even go up against that and as I kept reading my Bible and my Nana before she passed away she would always do send me um devotionals and that was the devotional she had sent me one day about David and Goliath it like hit me right then well I'll just be like David he he had like a big giant you know and all of these are giants to me but if I show up with God then how can I lose? That's basically what I did. I just, instead of complaining on Facebook about it, instead of complaining to everybody about it, just constantly oversharing my situation and my story and all of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to get me a Bible. So I bought a Bible and I haven't left it since. And that was three years ago, I believe. So I showed up with my rock. We may not have physically won our custody back but I don't feel like it's time okay if it's not here yet then obviously God doesn't think it's time but I do think my peace and my happiness and my kids peace and happiness are all very important and what came from me just showing up with the rock and putting it all in God's hands. It shows. It shows. I see that. And I think that speaks volumes. I mean, even I, there are times where I just get discouraged. And all I have to do is open my Bible and pick up a rock. You know what I mean? Some days I'm just so discouraged. Like I don't even show up to the battle. It's as simple as opening your Bible and picking up a rock. Even when you think like you have nothing. That is so encouraging to me. You are so encouraging to me. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I've just seen you like completely transform. You used to be a caterpillar and now you're just this butterfly. And uh, it's a great feeling. And, and literally all it's only because of God. It's not because of me. (laughs) I screw things up all the time. Like if it weren't for God, like I would be in the (laughs) for sure. I know that you shared that piece about David, but is there any pieces of scripture or Bible studies that you used or even currently use to grow closer to God, to trust that 
this is his plan. He is the ultimate judge over all judges. And that if God wants it to change, like he can, he'll make it change. I would say I have a whole shelf full of Bible studies. Some of them are halfway finished. Some of them are finished. Um, Some of them haven't been open yet. So I don't think I could recommend just one. I always tell my sister that if I start on one and I don't finish it all the way through, but I open another one and start it instead, that usually God is like, okay, this is what you need to read today. Not that. I do get pretty much all of my Bible studies from the Daily Grace Company. They have really, really great Bible studies. So that's where I get all of mine. And then I did do the one-year study of the Bible. So you do the Old Testament and then the New Testament. That is when I really started just realizing who God is as a person, like his character. The Old Testament will definitely show you who God's character is for sure. Yes. Our pastor is leading us through Genesis right now. And I'm just blown away. I was like, I thought Genesis was just like God created the earth and people and boom, that's it. That is not what it, the only thing it was about. And I had no ideas. I agree. That is where you find out. That is where God's character is like truly revealed and I love that daily grace also has, I don't know if you knew this, but they have a podcast, the Bible through the year. And so they like talk you through it with the Bible. And so I'm listening to that. It's really good. So I love their resources. Oh, I don't too. think I knew that they had a podcast. I'm kind of behind on it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. What are three things that set your blended family up for success? <laughs> three things would be. Mine's in our own business, Um, whether we have him or they have him, just not worrying about what they're doing or where they're at or any of that, just minding our own business. That'll be number one. Number two is just pretty much only focusing on what's most important, which would be my son's health, his happiness, where he wants to be, because he's expressed to me that he is okay with the two days a week for now. So we just go with that. Just focusing on what's most important. And then when we communicate, keeping it short, just keep it short. And sorry, my kids are out here with me now saying, hold my hand. (laughs) No, don't apologize. I love that motherhood is truly your ministry the way that you show up for your kids so do not apologize because I love that your answers are so humble that any I think anyone no matter the blended family dynamic makeup I think they can relate to the those three pieces (laughs) for sure well I prayed really hard before I got on this (laughs) And then my last question is, what is one piece of encouragement you would share to someone who is facing a similar season that you have walked through or the season that you are in? I would say it will get better. So right now, when you feel like you're drowning and you just can't come up, there will come a day. And I feel like people hate when you say this, like, oh, it'll get better. Cause I know for a fact that I used to hate that. 
I would be like, how do you know it's going to get better? It, it can't get better. It's impossible, but it will get better. You can't stay down forever. So just a little prayer and a lot of love will go a long way. Absolutely. You know, just thinking about you saying it will get better. And, you know, when I'm down and discouraged, I'm like, stop talking. Don't tell me that. (laughs) But when you started praying, when you were in a low, low, a dark place and you started praying, did you ever imagine this is what, how God would bless you, that this is where you would be at? I have no idea. Okay. And originally I wasn't praying for what I have now. I was just praying, please give me my kid back. Please give me my kid back. Please give me my kid back. And I had to keep praying and keep reading his word to realize that stop praying for that. (laughs) And it sounds crazy, but that's not what you should be praying for, you know? Then I just start praying for peace. That's all. I just, I want peace. I want my kids to have peace. And I want to be able to show up for my kids and be the mom that I'm supposed to be for them, regardless of my feelings or the situation or anything like that. Because in reality, the, the situation had nothing to do with them. So they still need me to show up and be that mom that I'm supposed to be rather than, Oh, I'm crying every other day and I'm so sad and this is terrible. You just cannot live your life like that. But it's easy to be there because that is where the enemy wants you to be. And that's where he wants to keep you. And I think what you said is so powerful. I needed to keep uh, praying and keep reading my Bible to realize I was praying for the wrong things because I catch myself doing that. You know, I'm praying for something. I'm like, God, why aren't you giving me what I want? And he's probably like, girlfriend, you don't need that. I, what I have is better for you. Be patient. (laughs) And that is, um, a big, a big eye opener for me, I think, because that's what keeps me grounded here right now because you know of course there still comes days where I'm like man my kids should be here too you know my oldest son he should be here this is just wrong this is terrible and I'll feel myself start going down that dark alley again and then I have to pull myself back and be like this is the season you're supposed to be in Mm -hmm. this is where you're supposed to be and God is already giving you he's giving you all this he's going to keep giving you like, he's going to keep blessing you. And also (laughs) my preacher, I think it was last Sunday or the Sunday before he said, when you, we receive blessings so we can share those blessings. So when you asked me to come on here, I was super (laughs) nervous, obviously, but I remembered that what he had said, it just feels good to be able to share If you would have asked me, I don't know, even last year, I probably would have not been able to confidently talk about the situation still. It just feels so good to just know that I'm in this season and when God wants me to come out of it, I will. 
and that he has way better plans than any plan that I could even imagine. Amen. Amen to that. When I became a blended family, I had no idea God was going to get us here and do this. And, but thinking back, you know, when I started praying and it's so funny, the things that I was praying for then versus now, but I'm human. (laughs) I am so thankful that you said yes. And you were willing to be vulnerable and share your story and how God is, has shown up for you and is showing up for you and the work that he's doing in your heart. It is just so beautiful and humbling to me. Well, I really thank you for asking me to come on here. I'm glad that you had confidence in me. (laughs) Oh, yes, absolutely. Is there anything you would like to share before you close us out in prayer? I think that's it. Just just want people to know that they can overcome. It is possible. And, okay, one more thing. It's so hard to forgive. That is a huge, huge thing. You don't have to call them. You don't have to text them or email them or tell them that you forgive them. But if you can find it in your heart to just forgive them, like you can say, I forgive them. This is it. And then you don't go back there. That's it. You already forgave them. You will get so much peace and then God will start showing up everywhere. Yes. hundred percent feel the same way. And I can relate. It is so hard. It feels impossible, but once those steps are taken and that forgiveness is there, and that doesn't necessarily mean reconciliation, like you said, it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends, but that forgiveness and like letting God do the work and then show up is, I don't even know how to describe it besides. It will change the whole, it'll just change the whole perspective. It will change everything. And that is exactly what you are doing. I see it. I totally see it, sister. Thank you so much for doing this episode with me and sharing about your trials and how you've overcome them and encouraging my listeners. I would be so blessed for you to pray us out. Lord, I come to you today and I just want to say first, thank you for allowing me to come on this podcast and just share my testimony and your blessings with everyone who's listening And I pray that you watch over every single blended family and that you guide them in the right direction and that you fill them with love and strength to just make it through. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Skylar. Thank you. I'm an open book and will answer any question you have, well, eventually. Just hit details on this episode or find the contact me box on my website and shoot me a message. Be sure to follow on social media and hit subscribe to stay in the loop.